So I get, there you go, now I'm on, okay. Well, I have a couple of announcements that are going to sound like repeats, but we're adding, I'm going to add to, to them a little bit as I welcome you here today for worship. One is that next week is the annual ice cream social. And it is also the kickoff of our Sunday night programs for children and adults. And one of the things we want to do, though, for this ice cream social is to recognize new members that have joined since last year. So if you have joined since last year, since the last ice cream social, in other words, if you've never had an ice cream social invitation, come, okay, come and be part of this. Now, Pastor Brenda's trying her best to get uh, recovered and recuperated enough so that she can be part of the ice cream social because she loves ice cream, okay? And so she's going to try to be here for that. But that is also the day that we're going to do back-to-school blessings in both services, so just for you to know that. There will be sign-ups, there already are sign-ups for the Bible studies um, that are in the different Sunday school rooms and, <clears throat> excuse me, and around different places. They look kind of like this. These are mine, okay? And so we have Jimmy Fowler, who's going to lead the will of God. Uh, Scott uh, Culberson is going to read how to lead how to study the Bible. And Marty Dumas is going to lead the women's study. And so we would like uh, for you to take look at those flowers and, uh, and sign up, be part of these Bible studies that will be during the fall semester. So please look for those and, and consider them. Now, we also are going to have this following Sunday, just want to make sure this is clear, on the 26th, Promotion Sunday, the children are to remain in their current Sunday school classes until that date. Third graders receive their Bibles on this Sunday, either at 9 or 11 service, Parents let Katie know so she'll have the Bibles and we'll be ready. And the education chair, uh, Cindy Davis, asked me, because we didn't get it in the bulletin, to let you also know, it will be in next week's bulletin, that starting on August the 26th, you know when school starts, everything changes, right? August the 26th, the junior high, grades 6 through 8, will meet upstairs here in the old education building next to the cross-training Sunday school class. The senior highs, 9 through 12, will continue to meet in the youth room. All these announcements should be in next week's bulletin again. At the 9 o'clock service, we welcomed Janie C. into the membership, and so when you see her, I hope that you will welcome her. That's all the announcements that I have. Let us begin our worship together.
affirm our faith. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day He rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence He shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. seated, let our children come forward now as we have our children's time. Good morning. You all have a good summer? It's kind of winding down, isn't it? About 10 days from now, most of you are going to be going to school. In fact, I guess all of you are. Some of you are going back to the same school. Some are going to new schools. Some, like y'all, are going for the first time. You're going to be a good year. I'm sure it is. You're going to have a chance to meet new people, make new friends, and learn a lot, too, along the way. You know, if I add up all the years I went to school as a student and all the years I taught school, it's over 50 years. And yet I still miss it. <laughs> I still kind of think I'd like to go back. Anyway, this is going to be a good year for you. And sometimes when you start out a new year, your teacher might have name tags for you. Or maybe she puts a name on a desk or something because she doesn't know everybody. You only have to learn one teacher name, usually. Sometimes it's more than one. But she's got a whole lot of names to remember. A lot of you have names from the Bible, you know, and then some of you have been named for uh, family, relatives, other people. But you've got another name besides that name that your folks gave you. You're a Christian. You're part of the church family as well as your own family. If you looked in the bulletin that we had this morning, three young people from our church who used to be up here in this same group 
now gone to college, have received scholarships from this church to help them in their college. And every one of them, they wrote a thank you note and said some, one said they had loved their church family. Another one said they were blessed to have such a supportive church family. And the other one said, and this is the one I really want you to listen to, I'm, I hope I may strive always to reflect God, Christ's image and to be the light to others like our church has taught me to be over the years. And that's what being a Christian means, to being reflecting what you've learned in church and to doing and to living the way Christ wants you to, the way Jesus would want you to do. You know, that term Christian wasn't used when Jesus was walking on earth. Then they called the people followers of the way. I think it was in Antioch when they first used the term Christian, and it wasn't really done as a nice thing. They were kind of making fun of the Christians, saying, you think you're little Christs. But Christian is a very good name, and it's a, you should be proud that you are a Christian. You know, uh, not everybody gets a chance to go to Sunday school and learn about Jesus and his teachings. There was a sign in front of the Pleasant Grove Baptist Church a few months back that said, you may be the only Bible some people will ever read. What's that mean? How could you be a Bible? God. Tell other people about God. Yes. You could be the one to, to tell them. They may not ever see a Bible, but if they see how you act, and if you act in a Christian way, then that tells them a lot, doesn't it? So... Uh, something may happen at school or any place but something could happen in school that you know isn't right and you're trying to think what should I do a few years back there were a lot of bracelets out they said WWJD on them they were most of the ones I saw at the time were plastic and that man what would Jesus do and if you think to yourself when something happens, what would Jesus do? Then you'll act in the Christian way, won't you? And to help you remember that, I've got bracelets for you and keychains for you boys if you need them. Let's um, say WWJD. See, it's just like this. They're like rainbows. I'll give them to you after we say our prayer. And I want you to think about it. Each time you look at that bracelet and you think, what would Jesus do when something happens? Would he do, would he hit back or what would he do? Would he say something ugly? What would Jesus do? Let us bow our heads and pray. Dear God, thank you for our parents, our teachers, the teachers at church and the teachers at school who help us to live in a Christian way. Please help us to remember to think what would Jesus do and to do that in the way each day, way we live each day. Amen.
morning. Good morning. Our first reading this morning is from John chapter 6, verses 41 through, what is it, 50, 50, 50, 51, excuse me. I think you find it in the few Bibles on pages 1657 and 1658. The Jews disagree that Jesus is from heaven. And there's a footnote to this. In verse 41, Jesus refers to the Jews. He's not referring to the Jewish populace or the man on the street, so to speak, but he's referring to the Sadducees and the Pharisees, the Jewish leaders, so to speak. At this, the Jews began to grumble about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can he now say, I came down from heaven? Stop grumbling, grumbling among yourselves, Jesus answered. No one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up at the last day. It is written in the prophets, they will all be taught by God. Everyone who listens to the Father and learns from him comes to me. No one has seen the Father except the one who is from God. Only he has seen the Father. I tell you the truth, he who believes has everlasting life. I am the bread of life. Your forefathers ate the manna in the desert, yet they died. But here is the bread that comes down from heaven which a man may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks Thanks be to God.
As we come to our time of prayer, let me give you a quick praise report. I'm so happy to tell you that my wife, Brenda, has home from the rehab place. She, her first full day home was Thursday. Friday, she had her in-home um, evaluation, and they said she was doing so good with her mobility that she, will have, she can go to outpatient uh, therapy. So uh, I'm happy about that, and I rejoice in the, the grace that God has given us. I want you to add to the list of people who you already have. I want you to add Harriet Strait, who is in the hospital here in Greer, recovering from surgery since the last time we were together. Let us bow our heads in prayer. O oh God, in your mercy, hear the prayers of these thy people. O oh God, because of your steadfast love, we, we gather here this day to worship you, to sing praises to your holy name, to hear a word from you, and to find hope. You have saved us. You gave us your Son as our redemption. His self-offering was the acceptable sacrifice by which your redemption was secured for our souls. And yet we must confess, O oh God, that we sometimes find that hard to accept. And we know that we consistently fail you. We fail to live up to your standards. We fail to reflect your attributes. And our sin weighs heavily upon us. Have mercy upon us, O oh God, and forgive us. Forgive us so that we may rejoice again. And by your Holy Spirit, strengthen us so we may walk in love as Christ loved us so that the world may come to worship you. And just as you fed the needs of the people of Israel, so feed our souls, O God. Reach out, O Lord, to feed those who hunger for relief from pain. Satisfy those who thirst for deliverance from distress in spirit or mind. Give peace to the dying and comfort the grieving. And we lift up to you, O Lord, everyone we've named and those that we name in our hearts now. O Lord, may your ears be attentive to our prayers and may your good and perfect will be done. For we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We United Methodists believe that giving is an act of worship, so let us continue our worship with our giving as our ushers come forward.
Please be seated. Our sermon text comes from the book of Ephesians. St. Paul writes to the church found on chapter 4, verse 25. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to his neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. He who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with his own hands, that he may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Be imitators of God, therefore as dearly loved children, and live a life of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. This is the word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. Oh God, it's a wonderful day. It's a wonderful place to be in the house of worship. And it's most especially a blessing to know that you're with us through the power of the Holy Spirit. And we pray, oh God, that you continue to help us and guide us to see how we can be better disciples for you. We pray in your name. Amen. Well, a few years ago, uh, Brenda and I had a great uh, uh, blessing to go on holiday outside of the country with some uh, close friends and family. And we stayed at an all-inclusive resort, uh, which was, uh, and we dined in what's called the European fashion. Now, let me explain that real quick. The, here in America, you know, we usually dine at tables for two or four, uh, and we might pull a couple of tables together if we got a bigger party, but traditionally you dine alone. But in European fashion, you die with everyone el- dine with everyone else. You have uh, usually a table that has nine or 11. It's uh, usually an odd number. And so every meal, we found ourselves uh, dining with different people from all walks of life, from different, several different countries, and lots of different languages were spoken. And it was really a wonderful experience, actually, as we got to uh, know folks and folks got to know us. But after several days, we were convinced that most of our dinner guests were maybe making up stories about their lives back home. For example, one guest identified himself as as the chief of police. And the more we talked to him, the more we decided that he was probably just a regular street cop. Or a woman who identified herself as an author of many children's books. Of course, we had never heard of any of them, but we we decided that she probably worked in a bookstore in the children's section. 
You get the idea. We were convinced that many of our table guests were imposters. After all, they were from faraway places, and there was no way we would really know what they told us was true. So after a few days of this, we were convinced, and so we decided we would play along. And so as we got moved around to different tables, because you never sit with the same people, you always had different people, we decided to have some fun and see what would happen. And so, Brenda at the time was the assistant to the owner of a company, and so that qualified her in our eyes to be the owner of the company. Our cousin was a foreign language teacher, and so and he knew about three or four languages, and so he became a foreign diplomat. And I must confess to you that Reverend Curtis became a bishop of the church. <laughs> it was quite fun, really. You get the idea. We were all imposters. And as the week progressed, we tried to outdo ourselves. We tried to make our roles even more outlandish. And we thought it was so much fun as people quizzed us and asked us questions. We were actually amazed at how easy it was for us to become an imposter. To become an imposter. But then one day, our house of cards came tumbling down when our French-speaking cousin, who by now had graduated to become a specialist in brain surgery from France, was seated by, you guessed it, a real live brain surgeon from France. <laughs> and so everything came crashing down. But it gave us an invaluable lesson. It seems that imposters actually have a very short lifespan in the real world. And the Apostle Paul is talking about that, about being imposters, about making sure that we put all falsehood and instead become imitators of God, not imposters of men. Now what does that mean? Well, I, have, I, I think that it means that we are to take on the attributes of God in our everyday life. What was discussed to us in our children's sermon. But I will admit to you that I have found it much easier in my life to imitate other people's bad habits. Have any of you ever done that? And especially it seems that I did this a lot as a child and as growing up. And that's why it's important, you parents, that you, you know who your friends are and that they have good habits so your children, because your children imitate, they will imitate those people around them. So this whole idea about being imitators of God kind of struck me, though, a little bit. I like the way children are sometimes when they're growing up. If you will remember, sometimes children go through that kind of annoying age, you know, where they say stuff and repeat every little old thing they hear. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> All right, stop that. All right, stop that. Now enough is enough, enough is enough. You get, you know, you know, you know. This will drive you crazy when children go through that stage. And so when Paul tells us to be imitators of God like children, that, will, that is what can, comes to my mind. 
I can't really imagine being an imitator of God like a child. But on the other hand, if you think about it, if we are an imitator of God, whether it's childlike imitation or not, we cannot be an imposter. You see, you have to be one or the other. Now you can play the role for a while as we did on our vacation, but finally in the end, the truth will come out. The truth will overtake the falsehood. In other words, the imposter will always be found out, but the imitator, the imitator eventually is transformed into the one he or she imitates or reflects. Think about that. The imitator eventually is transformed into the one he or she imitates or reflects. That's why it's so important when you are raising children that what they see and imitate is what you want them to see and imitate. Not too long ago, a word came out of one of our grandchildren's mouths, which is a word that I cannot speak in church. <laughs> but you probably know what word it is, because it's often frequently used by each one of us as we get a little excited about things. And at first it was kind of cute. But about the third time, it became, okay, which one of you is this little boy imitating and repeating? You see, for us to be an imitator, we must imitate the right things. And if we imitate the right things, we will become those things. And if we are an imitator of God and God's attributes, we will start to reflect God's attributes. And that is why Paul is telling the church, here is the behaviors that God doesn't have, and here's the behaviors that God does have. And you need to rid yourselves of these behaviors because God doesn't have those behaviors. Bitterness and anger and malice and unwholesome talk. God doesn't act that way. And if you're to imitate God's actions, you have to be thinking and doing things God would do. And so, he says, here's some things to do. Encourage each other. Build each other up. Don't destroy. Don't tear down. Be kind. Be compassionate. Be forgiving. Be loving. These are the things that God did for us in Christ Jesus. These are the attributes of God. These attributes were possessed by Christ. You remember Christ said, I see my Father and I do what my Father does. You see, we are and we should do what our Father does. We should reflect those attributes. And, because, and so another way of seeing when children do this is to realize that yes, it's a little annoying, but it's really a form of flattery. Because it's, a way that, it's the only way a child knows to let you know that they really want to be like you. And so they repeat your actions. And so that's why Paul says to us to be imitators of God as dearly loved children. God wants us to act like Him. Paul says, watch your Creator, God, and imitate His actions. Imitate Him, and you will soon become like Him. Live a life imitating His love, just as Jesus loved us. And so this is the way that we can be better disciples, and we can be not imposters, but imitators. Friends, God knows our weaknesses. God knows our good intentions. 
God knows that the devil it tries his best to put a foothold in our life every chance he gets. But God also knows that deep down in our heart, we long to be transformed and to become an imitator of Jesus. We long to be like Jesus. Even if St. Paul had this, this tug of war within him, St. Paul would talk about how I want to do this, but instead I do that. God understands that about us. God understands that about us. But the best way for us to become those disciples God wants us to be is not to be imposters, but to be imitators. Imitating the Father. Imitating the Son. Imitating the Holy Spirit. Doing what God does. Reflecting God's attributes in our everyday living. This is what it means to be an imitator not an imposter. And so, my friends, I hope and encourage you this day that you will see those areas in your life where you've maybe been an imposter and start instead imitating the attributes of God. And if, if that's too high and mighty for you, start with imitating the attributes of someone saintly you know. Everybody knows somebody else whether it's at the workplace or the schoolyard, that's a good person. Emulate those people. Imitate those folks. And you'll, you will start taking on those attributes. Now I'm going to tell you, it was a lot of fun imitating those different roles on our vacation. And I'm, I tell you right now, there's about half of you will probably do that at the next time you're on vacation. So I'm just going to tell you right now, you're forgiven, okay? <laughs> but remember, and, and remember in the end to be who you really are and not be an imposter. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.
you. May the Lord turn and shine His face upon you. May the Lord give you His peace. Amen. Amen.